we you know we record the whole an hour and a half or two hours but you know we we don't necessarily use all this beginning stuff oh yeah yeah and and so we'll we'll do like we'll we'll save like maybe half for for patreon bonus or whatever um so if you say anything that's more controversial we'll probably save it for that you know so we'll save I'm the sure. demographics talk for the end <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the apartheid pill we're gonna save that for the, for the dedicated fans you know it can be for everybody so like the primary thing that i wanted to discuss yeah the meat of sloth <laughs> <laughs> agenda for today right right real fans stay for the sloth talk yeah it's not very surprising consider right is like so i'm at slaboy t all right this is uh, shit's powder 37 this is the black.com pills this is the fed post consider right is like and this is where i this is where i take a lot of issue when it comes either with like left-leaning people who want to like create their own version of how things should be or even right-leaning people in reaction like neo-reactionaries i i my, my disagreement is, is like okay we put way too much emphasis on the domestic side of how this would operate mm-hmm. like how your future world would look like how how you want to attain power what's your machiavellian approach to like taking over the institutions that's fantastic. That's great. What are you going to do about the fact that every other nation state on earth still exists and that stuff's mm-hmm. not going to be on pause for you? Um, th- this is why I, I kind of like try to take this like niche approach in like the circle of people that I hang out with is like I talk about like geopolitical analysis every Sunday on my channel. I do a show about it. We cover theory and various goings on in the world because it's just like to anyone who wants to, you know, whoever is out there, whoever, even in the Fed Post audience who might be listening, the wonderful paying people on Patreon, if you guys are going to somehow become either like the next American C or the next American Lenin, whatever you're going to be, you need to understand that like you still have to worry about China. You still have to like mm-hmm. what the hell's going on in the Middle East. How are you going to interact with the UK? What's going on in Mexico? How's Canada going to respond? All these things need to be incorporated. And you need to understand what kind of foreign policy or what kind of geopolitical worldview are you going to hold as the leader of said country? Because let's face it, for the last let's say 100 and what 20, 130 years, I would say since like Teddy Roosevelt in the late 1890s, we've kind of had that liberal idealism of spreading the American you know worldview started really with you know. Teddy, it gets amplified under Woodrow Wilson. We're going to make the world safe for democracy. FDR kicks it into fucking overdrive where we pretty much let the Soviets have all of Eastern Europe um, because he's a little more sympathetic to them. And then during the Cold War, we become decolonialists. Um, we sort of undermine the old European world order. And so and like this, that's sort of a consequence of where we are now. Um, so like, like the neoliberal and neoconservative argument, like, well, NATO's a security umbrella for Europe. Like they have their quality of life because they're not really paying for their military. We get to control shipping lanes. Things are great. And while we totally ignore domestically the last, like from 1980 to 2018, how China's become like the number one trading partner to the world compared to the US. So it's like, okay, you need to focus on the fact that there's still going to be an international community when you take over the, the United States or whatever you're going to do reconstitute the country let it collapse balkanize whatever um so to me it's very important for anyone left or right like you need to really put that into perspective when you start Mm -hmm. thinking about how the world operates because that's not going to be on pause the world is still going to be spinning well there's a lot of people uh like on the left that would be like oh we're just going to reach out to china uh and we're going to let them kind of just help us out and send solidarity over here Um, please take us over yeah yeah there's shit like that that exists uh and oh, it's on the right too. Where they'll yeah, be like, yeah. "Oh wow, China's oh, yeah. way oh, more based yeah. than us," and it's just like, Bro. "Guys, these people only care about the Han Chinese. They're not going to care about your lily white ass." <laughs> like, you need to understand that they're going to be like, they're going to take you and Shaniqua. They're going to put you both in the bauxite mines. Like, you are <laughs> yeah. not worth shit to these people. <laughs> hey, maybe that's the only way that Shaniqua and I will ever have solidarity. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, no, in the Chinese uh, camp. There you go. <laughs> you, 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 met your, you met your black GF in the Chinese work camp. <laughs> You didn't just do it the old-fashioned way and go to a weave store. Shit, maybe I do want Z to take over then. Yeah, that sounds based. There was an article, I think, from like Time or CNN where they're like, China's taking all the recycled white guys and putting them to work. And it's like, well, you know, if you decide to work for the CCP, I mean, they might make you like a manager of some like diamond or like cobalt mine in the middle of Africa. You never know. There's that YouTube video about the top 10 countries to meet an African wife, man. It all works out for you. (laughs) I actually, I actually, two of my, two of my good friends 
literally did one of those like weekends in China where they like send you off uh, to be like the white businessman that just sits silently and nods at business meetings. <laughs> nice. I like, I know a couple dudes that like literally did that. And they're like, yeah, like we just like nodded along to shit and like got wasted. And like, I guess like the, the fun, <laughs> I'd love this story so much. I'm like tripping over myself telling it like, like they just got fucking wasted. And like the mayor of the town showed up and like, they didn't even know what the fuck the business deal was even about or anything. But like, yeah, like they just pay you. They like put you yeah. up for a weekend and you're just, like the white dude for like a status symbol yeah uh, so they probably just okayed like child labor and like cobalt yeah. mines or something crazy oh yeah, yeah. They had that in japan too where they have like boyfriend cafes where they'll like try to get like white guys to come over and it's basically like the inverse of hooters it's like all right japanese women here wow. are these like white guys that you can google at while they serve you wow. tea. <laughs> objectified <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's damn, that's that's crazy. That's such a crazy job. I would do that job. That's, I just imagine they're like talking, translating, and all of a sudden there's a serious moment, and they they all look over at those guys and they just nod. Okay, like that's the assurance. Like that's that's fucking crazy. Do you know yeah. how much they got paid? Probably um, plenty. I don't know. Like I think it was like a. To be honest, I don't know if it was like anything like fucking insane, but. I'll report back because I actually I actually know that they like listen to the fucking show. And so oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Shout so out shout, shout out. Yeah, shout, <laughs> shout out to out them. To you. Um but uh but yeah, I'll 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 get a reminder. I think it, I'm sure it wasn't anything like insane, but I think like it was like nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, any I mean, pay any pay for that is good is good yeah, pay. The well, Chinese one is very uh it's very <laughs> strong right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. well and, and I guess I guess it was a lot of free food and free uh free drinks, so you know. I'm sure women Nubian. were involved. Yeah, government issued Nubian Queen and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, how do I sign up for one? this shit, bro? <laughs> No, but I'm Prudential, I'm glad that you, you you say that about China because I there's something that really infuriates me about uh, the right towards that like uh, that like China. There's something like from the left towards I expect it. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, yeah, of course, whatever. You think it's you think they're communists, so yeah, of course. You're Bull larping whatever. as a communist, <laughs> and they're larping as a communist. You guys are made for each other. But uh, but yeah, the right towards that do it. That shit just irks the shit out of me. It's oh, so it, like it, it irks contrarian. me as someone who studied international relations. It's just like, why would you do this? It, to me, every any person on the left or right, I, and the right, I think more so than the left, because I think the left kind of fundamentally gets that like there's differences in culture and people just because they've got their own weird obsession with how those things get categorized. But mm -hmm. like the right needs to understand, like there's a book written in the late '90s called um, "The Clash of Civilizations" by Samuel P. Huntington, and he pretty much outlines that the world is not divided i mean the world is divided by nation states and people sure but there's large portions of the world that are sort of divided in categories like you have the han chinese you have the world of islam you have the west which is you know the the, the liberal world order in which we've created and you've got russia and you've got the african continent which of course is divided in various areas depending on religion and so they're fundamentally different and they have fundamentally different worldviews. They have fundamentally different ideologies. They're going to look at the world and how the world should interact with one another differently. So you're asking, you know, an ethnocentric people with a history of roughly 5,000 years of conquering any opposition to their sort of like <laughs> racial hegemony that mandates their empire and their sort of mandate of heaven that have a chip on their shoulder after what they call it a century of humiliation. You want those people to fucking yeah. rule over your Anglo yeah. ass? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and it just irks the hell out of me. It's like you people have no understanding that they're not going to be your friends. You're probably going to work in a camp. You're not going to keep your job in the same way that the LARPing tanky is not going to be able to stay in neat when the communist revolution happens because you're either going to face the wall or work in the fucking right. camps. It's not it's not yeah. ever going to be the way that you plan it out. I keep going back to this uh, this Obama documentary of like this Chinese factory that's set up. It's like a uh, rural town in America or whatever. But mm -hmm. like all the all the like right to it. Not sorry, not right to it. But like these just regular guys, just regular like probably right leaning center people, just sort of like kind of like enamored by like the collectivism of China because there's no collectivism here because it's all like atomized and isolated and they just like they long for it or whatever. And like the the CEO coming through and being like. 
oh yeah, like uh, don't don't uh, don't put up any Chinese stuff. Put up American stuff in the factories. Like they like that. Like you know, just make them happy. Whatever makes them happy. And then saying stuff like, yeah, they, these these Americans are really lazy. We work our people like twice as hard for half the pay. You know, they need to get on that mentality. You know, so it's like that's, the that's what's coming. Of neoliberalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ones that are the cheap labor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's what's coming. So it's just weird to me to like. To, to think of that as like, oh, these guys are actually going to care about us. And they're just like laughing to themselves. It's like, yeah, these stupid Yankees, like, you know, just put up their fucking Elvis poster or whatever, whatever makes them happy. And then, you know, put them in the mine or whatever. Like, it's just it's just funny. Like, that's what well, all the it's, good it's fucking- like the thing about like ideological consistency where like the the latest dissident take on the right or whatever. And this is this is just, I'm generalizing at this point where they're like, well, maybe Islam and like having a relationship with Islam is going to be the way that we own the libs or like <laughs> the mainstream GOP is like, well, maybe if we let trannies into the party, that'll show them that we're not bigots. And then that stone right. comment comes up again, where it's just like Democrats, the real racists. And then like five years later, it's like neo-Leninists are the real transphobes. Yeah, like that's right. what. That's where we're at. And it's just so right. frustrating. And so it's just like, yep, that p- put the meme in because who always swims to the left? That's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the GOP is, is the G- I, 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 yeah, I don't I don't understand anybody that uh, that that sees any hope in them. I Boomers. Mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty hard line to, you know, it's a pretty revealing tell if, if you really have faith in them. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, but okay, so this this sort of like uh, uh this goes to like this other thing I've been thinking about and like this kind of relates to the South Africa thing, but like, like, so like there's this argument that like, uh, you know, what was that, that memo that Bezos had out where he's like, Oh, we're going to, we want to increase diversity because it, uh, you know, it decreases unionization, right. Stifles, uh, uh, you know, solidarity or whatever. And I remember asking about that. Like I hadn't really thought about it. I'd only heard it from like right-leaning people. So I was just like asking about it or whatever. And I like a bunch of like right-leaning people respond or whatever. But, um, and it was interesting. I still have to like, you know, think about it some more. I mean, I don't, it's not something I've really thought a lot about, but like, Bog had some interesting thing that he said that like always sticks out with me is like it's not really about like racial collectivism. It's more national identity that should be the 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 tethering because we're we're in a weird situation. I mean, this is an old point, but it's like we're in a weird situation because America is so. Yeah, it sounds like uh, something that Mussolini said, actually, I recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something well, about yeah. Uh, race is just like a ooey gooey nothingness because uh, there's no real races anymore. And so national right. identity is the only path forward. Straight hey, out of the hey, book, I, bro. Hey, shout out to him because that's, that's yeah, that, based yeah, third position is fascist out of Italy. Yeah, it's kind of true. It's kind of true because racist. Yeah, it really is just so. National identity is also a cope. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, disagree yeah. There, but, well, I mean, I mean, so this is where like the the I so earlier in my like political lifetime because I'm one of, like I raised I was raised as a military kid like I was I have a very living memory of 9/11 I have this like weird nostalgic but I really hate him for George W. Bush but like there was a weird sense of civic nationalism I used to hold on to in like high school and college and like looking back now I'm like it can't fucking happen I the, the reason why I, I have a problem with the argument for like, like we'll renew the national identity okay how are you going to do that we have two vastly different narratives and this is where like Moldbug will talk about the concept of like the two-story state because um, the original like single story that the United States was founded on is that you had European settlers come to the country you know created something from nothing created a country you know dominated its neighbors and created the United States, like when we have this idea of negative rights, liberty, freedom, the constitution, all that jazz. And now, you know, as Christopher Caldwell points out, you know, the civil rights era from 1965 is the new genesis of the country. Juneteenth is like the new national independence day. We have a black national anthem. So which one's it going to be, especially as we become increasingly more multi-ethnic and more diverse. And there's like not really a majority anymore. So like, how are you going to govern? How are you going to maintain a, a, a strong national identity? Cause you've got two competing stories. One is being considered racist. You're tossing out statues. You're tossing out, you know, literature. There's no way that you can fundamentally create a national identity when these two things are at war. Um, well, hmm. Well, there are a lot of like right leaning or conservative minorities or recent immigrants. That's that's the big thing. I mean, there's a lot of Hispanic people and recent immigrants that voted for Trump. Yeah, I, I mean, the Rio Grande Valley in Texas, especially, it's where we got that multiracial whiteness article from The Washington Post. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Cubans yeah, I, aren't Latinx. Right, right. right. Oh God. I, I think I think national identity look, I, I don't I have no patriotism. Like I don't have a single patriotic bone in my body. I don't really care about that shit. But 
in terms of it, like like Slavid said before, like you know, in terms of it being a like a medium to something or, or like a a means to something, uh, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I I think there is I think there is ground for that. I think there is ground for like uh, uh, people of different ethnicities, sort of like that that already does exist. I mean, I don't even look. The, sure, the whole, it does. But my the thing is, is that it's not something that is actively endorsed or like participatory anymore like to is is someone who grew up in a very patriotic like duty to country i believe in the history i have this like strong love for the constitution like i used to get really emotional and i realized like how far we have fallen from like actually enforcing that document like that's how much of like this like raw raw america fuck yeah attitude i once had and so the only people like i lived in el paso texas like for a very long time the only people that were like really happy and excited for people to become naturalized citizens was like the really tiny number of people who were registered Republicans and would go down and dress as Uncle Sam and pass them pocket constitutions and little American flags. I I would love for the national identity to be the dominant thing because America is a really awesome place. It has a really great history. It has a really great, you know, beautiful landscapes and people. And if you were to talk to any average Joe, regardless of race, ethnicity or gender, and just sit down at a diner and have a cup of coffee with him, you would probably get along just fine. The problem is, is that you have an, a governing elite that doesn't want that to happen. We know that in, there are multiple studies in political science that will tell you that the more diverse an area is, the less civic participation goes down, the less voting happens, the less likely you are to go to like PTA meetings or even city hall meetings. And so the, those people in power can kind of just run roughshod over these communities. And it's very hard to organize because they're still looking at things through like a racial ethnic lens. And I don't think that especially in this environment, this is where, and I'm still thinking about it too, right? Like this isn't like a fully formed thought, but like I, I get a little pessimistic because it's just like, I would love for this new rebirth or reconstituted national identity to be formed in a way mm-hmm. where you and I can just get the fuck along and we can really focus our problems at the assholes on, on like DC or at the head of Amazon, you know, where no rational country would ever have these people have that much power over you and I. But I, don't know how we get there. And I'm a little concerned because we don't have a way to get there yet, or at least I don't think it's been fully fleshed out. And then secondly, they will throw everything they can to prevent that from happening. And I think as the recent riots have shown on like, you know, or even things on like January 6th, even the Democratic riots to like, we're going to hold Biden accountable. And then Biden is the same shit lib neoliberal kind of policies that they would have gotten from Hillary or Obama. I I just don't know how we get there. And that's where I'm a little bit concerned about this because they've done such a good job at instituting, you know, these new narratives, these new blood libels, these new stories, these new histories were sure, even the sure. other day they were talking about like how, you know, lynchings are still happening when there hasn't been really a recorded or reported one in decades. So it's just like, how do we overcome all of this animus that's coming from the top in order to have that identity? And that's where I've got my thoughts you and know, concerns. You know what, this, this makes me think, I start to think like, you know, it, it depends maybe what you're political leaning is or your political origins are that maybe shape what you think the majority think in my mind the majority of the country maybe because i have left lib origins sure the majority of the country is right leaning in social values so that's that's how i view it right but i feel like when well, i talk to a lot of consider right leaning i feel oh, like that's, that's a good like, question let's dive into that right leaning uh social values yeah, yeah. uh traditionalism uh marriage should be between man and woman you know, all the good stuff. The <laughs> family's important. That is uh, good stuff. Thank I you. don't think that most of the working class think that marriage should be between a man and a woman specifically. I, I think that's I a would false. think most of the working class would probably have an issue if a certain loud vocal minority started, you know, being all about them making their minority yeah, status yeah, yeah. their sole portion of their right. And the other thing, right, is like there's that there's a lovely study that came out where it's just like alcohol makes people racist. And it's like, no, their niceties just go away because their inhibitions are down and then the truth can come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just have, I, I just noticed that when I talk to right leaning people, it, it, I get the impression that the left social woke thing is very popular. Which, you know, I, I have, I have an issue with that because I don't really like this idea of there's these two narratives and they have equal weight or whatever, and the country split on it. I don't really know. I don't no really, I don't really get that feeling oh, so though because if I could explain, I feel like they, I feel like they have amplification. I feel well, like they no, have that, that's, what that, that's what I would agree with you is that it, there, there's amplification from the top. And right. you're right. Like if we go on like Rotten Tomatoes right now, there's going to be like some real big differences between very woke forced shit on like Netflix compared to what the audience actually thinks. And from there, I would agree with you. Right. 
But my the issue is is that when you've got such force coming from the top and you have this entire institutionalized you know apparatus to like facilitate and stir shit up, it does make it difficult to to view things in in a way where you're coming from. And the other thing that I would say, right, is that okay, traditionally things are in your position or your view are, are mainly right leaning, right, on a majority of the country. I mean, if that were the case, I mean, do you think that the right socially might have had some victories in the last 25 years or so that are worth noting? Because I don't think that we've really mm-hmm. had any that really stand out from my perspective. I don't think that like the working class has a lot of say culturally at all. I think it has a lot to do with top down strong arming coercion. Well, because they're as far as you can right. get from the means of cultural production. Yeah, exactly. Entirely. So and it doesn't matter right, at all right, right. what the what those people mostly think as far as if there would be victories on the right or not. I, 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 I will think- I will grant I will grant like as far as like electoral politics and everything goes like, yeah, I can I can see what you're saying about like you would think that they would have some wins. Well, they but should rig that but- shit, dude. Well, well, not well, even. That's why sixteen, I think, is so important, right? Because like, uh, like, because you still you had a huge uh, and a statistic. Well, not huge. But I would say statistically, statistically significant turnover of like Bernie voters in the primaries to Trump in sixteen. A lot of the issues that Bernie and Trump campaigned on were very similar from just vastly different approaches. You had sort of the progressive left view from Bernie and you had sort of this like nationalist, like revivalist viewpoint from Trump. Um, And a lot of them, I think, were just pissed off because Bernie got obviously that thing stolen from him in 16. Um, And I would say stolen again in 20 as well. Like, so they voted for him, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is the first time, I think, in the last like 100 years, the American people actually had a say in their elections. Um, Because democracy, in my opinion, is very much like a laundered oligarchy, especially when you start making power really hard to hold accountable. And we do that all the time with bureaucracy. Um, And so the the American people actually had a say. And it was primarily based. And what was the conversation about the 2016 election? The white working class, the working class vote, the working class like union vote that traditionally votes down. Um, And so they finally had a say in their election. And of course, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like the the people at the top realized that their thumb on the scale was not as pressed as hard as it should be. Right, right. And things are, and I think that it's a huge chunk as to where we are today is because like we can't let actual working class people, regardless of their party affiliation, their racial identity, kind of like throw this brick at the, you know, the glass walls of the system. Because I mean, you're right when you mentioned it earlier about, you know, like my, certain minorities voting for Trump, like the Rio Grande Valley in Texas is traditionally Democrat, but it swung for Trump in percentages that have never been seen before in that area in years. The same thing for like a lot of Cubans in Florida. It's the main reason why he carried it. I mean, there was just a huge swing in like places like Arizona and Nevada and even California, even though he didn't win those states. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I would agree with you that it's at the top, but I mean, the fact is, is that we know how manufacturing consent works. We know how um, media disseminates, which can change perspectives. That's why like a lot of anti-gay attitudes start disappearing in the late nineties, early aughts with like shows like Will and Grace. Um, there's just, I think that until we can kind of overcome that sort of hypnotic power that they have, it's going to be very hard to create that coalition. Well, and yeah, I think, I, well, I, sorry, I, I was going to say okay. like Will and Grace and like the media stuff, like I feel like, you know, there's media stuff that they control and, you know, people will be like, oh, I can't say anti-gay stuff because that's not PC and I might get fired. But in private conversations, people people still hold the same views as as always like that. That shit doesn't get rewired in like a generation like. Oh, no. I don't believe but that. That's like, the thing about like woke capital, right, is that like we can disagree with it all they want. I don't think it's ever been about like the generation that is like the current consumer. It's about the next consumer. Um, right, like, right, to, like, right, like right, my, right. I, I did a video right. on this a while back about like woke capital and I, and my example was like little Caesars, ironically of all places. And the whole shtick that little Caesars ran with, with like this advertising season was like big pizza. And yeah, I, I say dude. that in quotations, like this, this decrepit or like ugly, evil, you know, lair cartoony villainy boardroom of just like pizza being so expensive. And like little Caesars got a $5 hot and ready and everything's going to be great. And it's just like, we're not big pizza. We're little Caesars. We're the little guy going up against, you know, the, uh, the, the big guys. It had a very Occupy Wall Street feel. And I'm thinking mm. to myself, this isn't meant for you and me. This is not meant it's meant for the next generation of consumers because like, you know, woke, go woke, go broke. To me, I think it's very much a cope Like you can call for boycotts. You can call for them to like put a book back on the list or whatever. But the companies are still going to do it. 
right? Like they're still mm-hmm. going to put out their shitty woke advertising. We're still going to have gender swap movie remakes. Of course. We're, we're still going to right. choke it down. You're going to like it. Well, and they're going to shove it down our throats. But most mm-hmm. importantly, it's going to be for their kids. And that's why they keep going for younger and younger and younger audiences. Cause mm-hmm. all that you have to do is program the next generation to be like, Oh my gosh, you know, they, they did the thing. They did the virtue signal and I'll yep. buy their product. And that's how it operates. And to me, that's like the most disturbing shit ever. No, that's a goddamn fact, yeah. dude. That's what I'm saying. When I see all these goddamn kid books and they're all pushing that fucking agenda and shit. And I'm sitting there. I didn't read none of that bullshit in school. I'm like, where the fuck are the hits? Where are the classics, dude? Uh, where's the hungry, and, hungry caterpillar, damn it. Yeah, where's corduroy in this bitch? <laughs> what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Why is no one reading Catcher in the Rye anymore? Like, motherfuckers are <laughs> no out here. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, instead, they're reading, like, identity, a tale of a transgender youth and shit like that. Like, I'm telling you, this shit is sick. I, I don't know. You work, I, you work, you work in uh, like in a place with with with, the with kids children's books. books. Like yeah, I worked through. at like a, a place that was kind of like doing. A, it's essentially a big ass warehouse with mad kids books in it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and so I'm no, going okay. around just seeing like what, and they all go to schools like K twelve, uh, K through twelve schools and public libraries and stuff like that all across the That's nation. That's depressing. Yeah, and Can so you like, imagine. I don't know if you guys had this as a kid, but like, you remember like the Scholastic in school like book mm-hmm. sales that they would yeah, have, yeah. and how awesome that was for like that week as a kid. Can you imagine how like oh, yeah. terrifying it must be to be like a second grader to walk in on one of those, and then it's all like just tranny shit all over the place. <laughs> it's all female <laughs> reboots of Captain Underpants now. Oh gosh. <laughs> pissed dude captain two-piece or whatever yeah i don't i don't think that like quote unquote their average person or the quote unquote the working class or your normie quote unquote believes any of this shit by and large i don't think that they believe that they believe quote unquote left cultural or quote unquote right cultural views i think that trying to put them on that type of spectrum is redundant and i think that it's part of the problem that's led us to here to where we have these defunct fucking dichotomy of things that aren't actually helpful for us that don't actually represent what anyone actually believes i don't think that most people uh in the working class hold anti-gay views or think that they should uh, that there should only be a marriage between a man and a woman. But I do think really? most people in the working class and there are a lot look of at like, that would happen. <laughs> no, but I think most people in the working class look at like all of this amplification of all that and are like, yo, what the fuck? That's not fucking for me. Like none of this shit's for me, but you can do whatever you want to do. I'm worried about going to work, putting food on the table. I think a lot of people's cultural views uh, are pretty ephemeral, and I think a lot of the time they can change depending on who they're talking to, and that's part of that hyper reality signaling thing that we that we mentioned, where you're signaling in group and out group. And when it's something that's that flimsy and that much of a just purely symbolic thing, it it can't be something that's like a main driving force for people. Um, and it's not something that can be charted as, oh, this is strictly, this person believes strictly right-leaning views. Because you'll find people that are like anti-abortion or whatever, but then they knock up abroad and they are like, oh, you need to get an abortion. You, <laughs> shit like that happens all the time. Like, yeah. I think well, when yeah. it comes down to material circumstances, people's shit will change as far as social goes to a well, degree. No, not everyone. A, no, 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 for I think sure, you're but that's the point right. of this, this the point of them being working class and being in precarious situations because I, I got cooked for this but people in precarious situations are going to have right social values because it's survival but it's, it's not right social fucking of- values dude like well, i think okay so maybe to, to like mediate here i think you're right to the point where like a lot of our material perspective like does determine a lot for like political views or like we just want to grill or we just want to play video games or whatever and, and also i think the other disconnect that we have right is like we're all online we're all commentators like we all self-commodify ourselves we're all this brand with like the latest like either hot take or shit take where we're trying to like you know gain our followers or get more money on patreon or whatever not to say that the grift shouldn't be respected i mean that's the sigma mindset but at the same time right like that definitely <laughs> fucks over our ability to analyze things correctly because like there'll be times where i'm thinking about well like how do we accomplish this and it's like sit back a second like put yourself back in the real shoes act like you're a normie at work at your office and how would they interact right. so uh, you, you do have a point but the second thing right is that like I think that a lot of people, and this is where I kind of like the order uh, or the entropy extropy dynamic of what like neo reactionaries will call like right wing or left wing. Um, because I think that a lot of like normal, like working class people, they just want like order. They just want, you know, things to, they want the, you know, the, the lights to work in, in their house. They want the roads to be fine. They want the potholes fixed. They want to walk in their communities and neighborhoods without anything bothering them. Basic orderly things that we would expect in a civilized society. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately you have a very like 
we have this entropic force at the top that doesn't want that to happen and will make it harder and harder for you to like talk to your neighbor or to facilitate a conversation with like, you know, your coworker about X, Y, and Z in public. And so it makes it very hard. And that goes back to our Amazon conversation, right? Like we got to make it harder to unionize. We got to make it harder for you to have a conversation. We have to make it harder for your you know community to engage in like basic civics. Um, and, and it's so atomizing. And I think that that's also a part of the disconnect when we look at our you know, either white working class or, you know, white collar, you know, politics is that, you know, these people want to, they, they want things immediately for themselves, like survival, like CRK was saying, but like at the same time, um, you've got also the issue that they want that. And then at the same time, they want things to, you know, go the way that they might want it politically at the ballot box or whatever. But it's hard to even accomplish that when we are, you know, we have to focus on the material. You have to also focus on the fact that there are things out of their control that doesn't allow them to organize and fix it. I agree that you, what you're saying about they want order. I agree with that. I, I think a form of order is people around you looking like you, believing what you believe, having your religion, sharing your identity. Yep. That's, part, that's part of the order thing, right? I mean, it's a weird thing I agree with the Wignats about, but like. No, that's, I, yeah, I, I, that's the one thing they get right. And then they'll say things like no more brother wars and then totally ignoring all of European history where everyone was killing each other. Right, like right. look at Balkan Twitter if you want an example of like white racism against each other. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't agree with their uh, their solution or, or their or whatever. But I mean, I their assessment of like human nature, I think is true. I think I think that and I I mean, if you I don't know if, if COH or, or someone doesn't consider that right or I don't know, whatever. But like in my mind, that's that's a right leaning social value and like but whatever. It, it It's not really the point. The point more is like do. So like, is it impossible? I think that's the question that comes to my mind is we're locked with this mixed up uh you know hetero heterogeneous like population we're stuck with this yep. right for the for the foreseeable future right the wignat solution or the separatists the black separatists that shit is not happening you're not going back to you know africa marcus garvey shit. that's not happening it's too it's 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 too late we're, we're we're stuck like this so thinking like uh constructively mm-hmm. like what what is the means to because it's if so from what i'm getting from what you're saying you're you, you're sort of black pilled on the the national identity route and i, you have I, some I, I want one so racial. bad i want one yeah, so yeah, bad because yeah. i like I, well, but at the same time i don't think i don't think either like what we call like left wing or right wing i don't think either of us you know politically and I, i'm saying that very broadly and by all means correct me if i'm if you think i'm wrong but like i don't think we have yet that solution to forging a political formula or a narrative or a mythos where we can come together at the table and, you know, you're like, you're Mexican, you're Asian, you're white, whatever. Like we're Americans at this table and this is what we all believe in. These are a common set of values. Like there was a time where like, you know, there was a set of values that people believed in when it came to like the American flag or the Pledge of Allegiance that was kind of like instilled in you as a kid. And I mean, I, even now, like I'm tw- like I'm 25, and like I, I pass by on my way to work this giant American flag that waves in, in front of a car dealership, and it just I, I get this mixed feeling because I want to love it and I want to have that sense of patriotism and pride that I grew up with as a, as a as a kid and as an army brat. But like I also think about like what we represent culturally abroad, and I, I mean I've lived abroad and I definitely know what you know Germans and other people have right. to say about us. And right. I look at what we've done and I look at what mm-hmm. the last 20 years have been about with like the wars, and it's just like. You know, you you get demoralized and it really breaks my heart. And so it's just like I really want that American renaissance to come back where like um, and as someone on Twitter said, you know, like, you know, we may just transition sort of from empire to empire from like the Umayyads and ancient Islam to the Abbasids. And that might be the way that it happens. But I really want to know how we get there. And I'm really and that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been doing a lot of like I've been reading like Baidu's Metapolitics. I've been reading a lot of um, Spangler. I've been reading a lot of uh um, Pareto. And I'm just trying to understand like, well, how can we create a formula that gets us there? Cause I would love that more than collapse, balkanization, civil unrest, right. civil conflict. Cause I don't want any of those things. I value human life. I hate accelerationism because as a Christian, yep. you don't want to immunitize the eschaton. You don't want to bring about the rapture early doing that is sinful. You're going to land yourself in hell. Like I, that's why I'm like right. very anti-accelerationist. Like that's only going to cause more problems. And I've been yeah. ranting and raving for way too long now. So by all means, just, <laughs> shut me up <laughs> no, no i mean no, i mean yeah I, I just you know none of us are gonna have the answer to this obviously no, this i is know the grand this is the grand question that's the million dollar question like, that i want yeah I, I would love to work with more left-leaning people in the future to, to try and come up with a solution but i, yeah, I think it has to be a post-liberal one right 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 because clear, clearly we've got a problem with where we're at being too hyper individualized and atomized because that's way too easy for people at the top to exploit and i think that's very clear to see 
Yeah, we're in a very unique position, and there's not too many like historical, uh, you know, uh, references we could look to 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 see how we how we deal with this. But I'm 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 open to like the national identity route. I mean, if if there is you know more like protectionism, like what you're talking about, or like our imperialism, like kind of ruining our our image or 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 uh, people not thinking enough about foreign policy, like turning inwardly and, and like protectionist mindset. Uh, I don't know if that would uh, satisfy what you're talking about too, but like in my mind that, that would be better foreign policy. That would be, mm-hmm. th- th- there'd be a way to satisfy all those things. You, you could have, you know, uh, you could, you could not be uh, like, you know, repulsed by your own country because of all the sick shit we do everywhere else. Cause then you'd because we'd be withdrawing and we'd be taking care of our own people. Uh, well, so I'm open like, to that. It's like that. Um, like back here, like when the war was just beginning to start in Iraq. I, I don't know if any of y'all. I don't know y'all's ages, but I would assume that we're kind of roughly within the same age range. But you remember like that that saying where it was just like you know if uh, if America looked at America the way it looks at Iraq, it would invade it and you know build schools, <laughs> fix its roads, and fix its government. I still firmly believe that because it's just like okay, like that, 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 that yeah. that's what needs to happen. And no, I, I agree with where you're coming from. I think that clearly like the whole like the and this is where I get skeptical of like the free traders because it's just like, OK, we've deindustrialized ourselves. We have killed a good chunk of the American working class. We have made it virtually impossible to project power abroad because we're now completely dependent upon other people to build the shit that we need. Like how on earth do you run a country that way when you're entirely like your entire economy is operated upon like mindless hedonistic consumerism and, you know, fiat currency and credit and usury. Like where the hell are you going to like, what kind of image does that present to both the world, but also to yourself? You know, Mm -hmm. I, I I think that if a solution is going to be created, I think that, when we talk about like whether it's like the working class or even just your Joe Normie who works a white collar job at like a tax prepper's office or whatever, or or even someone like me, I like I manage finance where I work and like I mean middle I'm a, like a middle class guy with my income, so it's just like if you were to get those people together, right? Like a majority of them, you know, want to be left alone. They want to have a good government. They have no desire to lead. They don't want to be Caesar. They would rather keep things you know safe and secure. They want their supply lines. They want their food on the table. They want their money in their bank accounts to pay their bills. Whoever can channel that sort of low yeah. energy politics yeah. that's the that's the way forward because no one wants we're not the same people from like 1949 right that did the battle of athens and georgia and like took on a corrupt <laughs> government with guns we're not those guys people will right. larp like that and they will be spicy and edgy i think for money or for clicks or whatever yeah, but i mean yeah. they're either feds or they're soon to be arrested <laughs> and those are not the people to associate with <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think I think the answer is 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 uh, boring economic populism, sort of like you know keeping it down to like the simple class based uh, analysis. Yeah, common denominator shit. Like I think I think that's really yeah exactly. If someone can come around and channel that and just not do any weirdo woke shit, and maybe like just not not overdo it with like you know like uh, like I don't know what people would consider like bigoted or whatever, like not making it a forefront thing, like maybe you know, some degrees of it or whatever, but like not making it a prominent thing. I think that shit would, I think that would work. I think that, I think that's what people were hoping Trump was, which he wasn't. No, he he was, he was as establishment as they come. I think once we kind of saw who his picks were for the cabinet and what he did, I mean, the, the few things that Trump did, right. I think was sort of recognizing the geopolitical threat in China, trying to deescalate the situation in North Korea, um, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to reorient and reindustrialize. Like those are grand things. Those are great. And then you fucked up everything else because you didn't clean house. You didn't change your um, civil service. You didn't change your bureaucracy. The closest that that ever happened was like when Rex Tillerson was the secretary of state. And he just told the like the State Department, all right, like, fuck off. I'm not filling up any positions like we're way too bloated as it is. Um, but right. like, he, he was never serious about like, oh, no, 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 they just, were he was just a thorn in their side. Exactly. <laughs> and I think the fact that he didn't recognize, I think, A, he didn't recognize what he was up against because he's like, oh, I'm Donald Trump. Everybody loves me. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and, and then, you know, like letting the people who like knew how to game him and like kiss his ass. And he's like, oh, these people are great. And then watch them stab him in the back the next day. Right. I, I mean, it was piss poor politics. But I mean, uh, this is where the right, spicy right. question I'll ask you guys is, is that, OK, so say we have like a class oriented economic populism where it's not woke shit. Do you keep the same form of democracy that we have, or do you change it? You change it. Change it. Oh, all right. Well, how are we changing it? What, what, what would you change? Oh, man. I mean, there's a whole <laughs> fucking list of things. But okay. first of all, you start to take out money from politics one way or another. I don't have, like, a list of exactly sure. the channels that lobbyists and 
like corporate interests go through to tell you step by step what to do. Um, but I mean, like some basic talking points. I can repeat some Bernie bullshit. About, like <laughs> take out super PACs, right? Uh, in Citizens United, uh, sure. you know, change the way uh, that. Well, that's not that's not changing our democracy. That's not changing like the structure of our. Democracy. Oh well, at the very least, you'd have to do stuff like that. And then, like I, as far as I would like to see, like we would change the structure of our democracy as far as uh, who can vote. Um, being producers, people being laborers, people in the working class. But that's uh, obviously not something that's going to be like very heartily supported by most people, uh, you know, so. Yeah, I think I think for me, I think like the the romantic answer that I want to be able to say would be something like like Muammar Gaddafi's like third universal theory, where it's just like it's just like everything is just run by these like committees at every fucking level of society and everybody basically works two jobs of the job they work and then actually just running the country going to <laughs> yeah. these fucking meetings that obviously as you're reading green book is like a complete fucking joke and you're like this is insanity so more but i would you know if something no, like no, that could I work you mean. i like that more yeah, realistically like steak, yeah yeah m- more realistically a benevolent uh a benevolent uh dictator and and kind of uh uh, consolidating yes. with I like I, I genuinely I genuinely do believe that while trying to balance um, uh, while trying to spread out as much uh, uh, ownership uh, amongst people as possible. Um, but, but I think the key, I think the key is also going to be well in exact boom right there. You're hitting localism. I think the key is also going to be with this model. Um, you, you're not going to want to get too big. Um, yeah. but, but I don't know. I mean, this is where, I mean, right there, I mean, just like there's, there's tons of problems with, with the scale question mm-hmm. to begin with so so I, I don't really know i mean what i just mentioned monarchism and absolute pure democracy so like i think it's probably pretty clear i have absolutely yeah, yeah. no coherent solution i'm pretty any means pilled basically uh, <laughs> but like i would specifically like in my ideal world like workers councils and an interconnected uh, you know, like community of workers councils at small local levels that then defer at regional levels um, and out from there. I mean, I think at least for like the United States, right? Like I think you need to keep sort of this, the, the federated system because um, the idea that you're going to have like a unitary form of government control everything, I think is going to be an issue because um, it's like, how do, you, how do you govern a nation of like 330 million people or plus or minus whatever um, and effectively manage that from one place on the House on the Hill to Washington, D.C.? I think it's pretty clear that that doesn't work, mm-hmm. um, especially when you've got things like gerrymandering. You've got things like the fact that the American people have no political resource, like recourse. The, the one base thing that Ben Sass has ever said, despite the fact he's a Republican, from Nebraska is that he said this during like the Kavanaugh uh, confirmation hearing. So it's like the American people can't go to their congressman to like get their problem solved. They can't call the White House and get their problem solved. So whenever Americans have politics, where do they go to? They go to the courts and the Supreme Court becomes the epicenter of all American politics. And at least it has been for like the last like what, 50 years since Roe v. Wade. Um, and so that, that's the only place that they have recourse. That's why the court has become so important, despite the fact it's supposed to be quote unquote independent, right? I, to me, I think that you need to have some kind of system akin to the early Roman Empire, where you did have sort of a, a Caesarian type figure, but at the same time you had what, the Romans, Roman Senate that still had control over things like administration, finance, um, you know, your basic run the country type deals that at least here in the United States, they would be, you know, selected by like, like um, state assemblies where the the citizens who are net taxpayers or net producers for the country. So like workers, people that actually, you know, pay a net increase on their taxes uh, and most importantly have families because you have to contribute to the next generation um, of, you know, the same people who would then select said councils to like represent their interests the same way that the state legislatures in the United States before the 17th amendment, you know, got rid of that. But I mean, I, I'm working on this as like a video series. It's going to be like four parts about how we need to like America, I don't think needs to collapse. It needs to be reconstituted. How do we incorporate material problems with a spiritual? Here's my proposed solution. And here's how it would work both domestically and foreign. That's what I'm working on. I don't have like the whole concrete details yet. I'm working with like three people with like PhDs in history to like kind of like draft this with me. So nice. I, that's something I'm working on. But like, nice. I, I think clearly we have we, we've allowed we have made it so hard to hold our system of government accountable 
the, what's the point of having a congressman? Like Colin Quinn, the comedian, mm-hmm. had a really great stand-up bit, I think in 2015, called Unconstitutional, where it's like in America, you have three classes of people. You have the really rich people that can meet with their senator and have their problem. You've got the middle class people that will call their congressman and just be on hold with their secretary for like 45 minutes. <laughs> and then you've got the lower working class that just yells at their TV or radio. Yeah. And that's, right. to me, I feel like that is the perfect way to describe how like the American political system works for like the average voter. Um, Because that's definitely a really great material way to look at it. But at the same time, right, like we as a society also, you you need to balance like the material and the spiritual. If you, you know, focus way too much on the material, I think that a lot of the problems that we see today kind of become a problem because like we have those, you know, children's books. We've made the idea of having children an optional choice that's often seen with negative consequences rather than an obligation to family, society, you know, faith and so Mm -hmm. on. I think that secular, like all governments and all forms of like any kind of government, whether it's democracy or republic, uh, monarchy or whatever, they're all theocratic states. They all have a governing religion. The United States used to have this secular religion about like the, the mythos of the American founding fathers and all that jazz. And now it's definitely this kind of artificially enforced, amplified woke shit that is mm-hmm. that we all kind of hate. And that's right. sort of the new religion um, right. where it's OK for like young people to, to go to college, get like septum piercings and just be like, yeah, fuck everything. Like I want to just focus on myself. I want to just smoke a bowl and not ever think about anything else in my life. To me, that's concerning. Cause it's just like, well, then what are you, what are you doing with your life, man? Like yeah. that's, that, that is a spiritual death that I think is just terrible. Yeah. You get that Ben Franklin quote where it's like some men lived to be like 75, but died at 25, you know? And I feel like mm-hmm. that's a really big problem at least from my right-leaning ass about issues there and i think that that can be something that there's a lot of common sense agreement on if you're ever going to create sort of this coalition of like low energy politics into something it's just like hey shit's fucked socially and economically Mm -hmm. you got to balance them both and that's where i'm like and this is where like i see a lot of crk's posts on twitter where just like the right doesn't focus enough materially or it focuses it in a really bad like like sort of like neoliberal take that's really bad and then like the left doesn't focus enough on like the spiritual issues and I'm like, this is where I, this is where I'm like, man, motherfucker, don't miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think uh, sometimes I might come across like I don't care about the that spiritual decline, but I mean, hey, I mean, like I fucking like art, you know what I mean? That decline is reflected in the art. You know I mean? It's it's a, mm-hmm. it's a spiritual death, and it's 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 everywhere. It's just a malaise. Everybody feels it. Not people attribute it different to different things, but everybody feels it. We're all feeling the same thing. But uh, I I think it's a consequence of the material thing. I just I just think about it in yeah. terms of like uh, order of operations in my mind. It's like mm-hmm. if you fix one thing, the other thing will come. But it, you know, but yeah, I mean that's that's yeah, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's the way I think about it. Were you going to say something, Sewage? No, I was just saying, uh, I, I was A, Bonhees, while you were talking there, uh, the Prudentialist, I was going to ask you what you thought a spiritual solution would look like. Um, but okay, I guess well, that's for your video that oh, you're working uh, no, on. I mean, so I I'll can, leave that uh, for... I can you can leave it you, the, the, like a two minute teaser. Before yeah, sure. We I mean, like <laughs> I, is the spoiler I, cast. Yeah, there you go. Right. For, for yeah. your, your, your patrons who pay for the second half. Right. There's your teaser. I to me, I think when you look at spiritual problems, I think we need to identify that one of the greater consequences of secularism, this, you know, push that things are neutral, that things don't have a, the separation of church and state, like whatever happens, there's always going to be a governing ideology. You can call it a theocracy. You can call it a theology there's always going to be some sort of teleological lens in which, you know, government and whoever's in charge are going to view things. It's an Mm -hmm. epistemological problem. I think for the fact, and this is where I think there's a great video by the distributor is called to be like right wing in nine points. And one of the biggest things that he talks about in one of those points is the importance of, you know, looking beyond your life, uh, sort of this teleological Mm -hmm. hierarchy. And the fact is, is that we no longer care spiritually as a society. I think about, you know, what we pass on. We've made childlessness such a prominent thing. We've made no-fault divorce a thing. We've made it to where we don't care about what happens afterwards. We only focus on the here and now. The time preference Mm -hmm. has been so pushed up that we don't think long-term. And so this is where I find it very interesting because you can see this problem very clearly on the left 
where Noam Chomsky had that talk, I think with like Sanders and that one other lady on that podcast where he was talking about climate change. He's like, well, don't you not want your grandchildren to drown? And they responded very adamantly like, no, our kids are being killed now. You know, like we've got to focus on the now um, mm-hmm. and not the long term. And to me, that's a, that's an issue. And then the right, of course, does it in this very normy boomer con take that irks the fuck out of me because they're like, well, think about the debt crisis and think about what kind of like problem your children are going to inherit. And it's like my children are probably going to be told in school that they're the devil because of the color of their skin. Yeah, yeah. But OK, like that's what I need to focus on. Like, fuck off. Think about some um, fake problem. That's not yeah, some some. Well, I mean, it's not a fake problem, like, well, the, the yeah, debt, but it's the, just some... an issue, but it's a bullshit issue, like compared to average Joe John Q. Normie. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for a spiritual solution, you sort of re. You need to, at the very least, whether it's from a Christian worldview, whatever you want to call it, I think that you can easily sort of try your best to reintroduce the importance of the long term. And I think that you can do it in a way that the left and the right can definitely agree on in some ways. I think the environment's a good one. I Mm -hmm. think that, you know, we're talking about like deforestation, the microplastics, all the shit that affects all of us, I think is Mm -hmm. a way to do it. But at the same time, like you need to look at you need to stop looking at children as a negative consequence. And I mean, that's partially a consequence of the sexual revolution. And we could definitely have a whole other conversation on that in some later episode, but like, you need to start viewing as children as a good thing. You need to start viewing all these maternal and paternal instincts as a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then once you do, holy shit, the world actually matters, you know, because you've got this kid to raise. You've got these things that are important. You need to mm-hmm. facilitate that sense of I must become a guardian and ward not only for my children, but for my community and my neighborhood, because this is what he or she is going to inherit. Yeah, and stewardship. It is. It is. And that's right. gone. Especially right. in the U.S., I think that the only times that we really have stewardship is either a if you're really lucky to come of means and you're going to inherit something, or you're thinking about you know your your family or taking care of them or a home or whatever. Like those are the only times that I really see stewardship. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's even more depressing that we don't have more multi generational households like the Hispanics yep. and the Chinese. Right? They'll take care of their grandparents and whatever when they get too old or frail. They'll take care of their parents when they they can. And to me, that's really admirable. And we used to do that in this society. And then all these mm-hmm. things disappeared. And I think regardless of where you come from in your political socialization, I think that you can identify that there's this real spiritual emptiness and this malaise of kind of just this hedonistic nihilism that rules the country. And to me, that depresses me because it's just like yeah. um, recently, like I have gone through this crazy year of kidney failure and getting a transplant. And since then, like I've really returned more to my like my Christian roots and I'm leaning towards the Orthodox church. But like, and so I just, I have this awakening and I sort of understand that like, we are here on this earth. We have purpose. Mm-hmm. We are here in God's image. I know I'm getting a little preaching now, but like to, to wrap it up, it's just. Nah, go off. <laughs> go off. We, don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have this that often. Yeah. So. Oh, well, I mean, like we have this emptiness that has just sort of been gone for so many people. Mm-hmm. And to me, if you were ever to bring that back, and I really think that you can. I even if it just means that you and I I talk about this in a video where it's just like, listen, you're not going to change the world. You're not going to be the guy that's going to be Alexander the Great of the 21st century. Most likely you're not. If you are, congratulations, and I'll start listening to you. But until then, what you can do is start being more involved. Mm -hmm. If that means you go to a parent teacher conference or that means you go, you know, to a local city hall meeting or even you just talk to your HOA and you talk to your like neighborhood watch or whatever. the life of your neighbors and the people in the community Exactly, getting involved and getting involved with your neighbor, being an example to your neighbor. If you start doing that, you're going to make your community a better place. You're going to Mm -hmm. make your community a better place for your kids. And you're going to start understanding that a lot of that amplified crap that we talked about earlier in the show, you can probably get more people to agree with you to resist it. And mm-hmm. that's where like we talk about localism. And like for me, I live I've lived in cities all my life until right about a year and a half ago, where I moved in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in like a red part of Texas. And that's where a lot of this kind of like the reactionary in me sort of came out. And that's sort of what's been my political journey because it's just like these people care about their neighbors. They talk about their communities at church. Right. They talk about what's going on with their kids. And it's just like these people actually give a fuck about what's going to happen long after mm-hmm. they're gone. And it's just like, could you imagine if we instituted that on a nationwide level? If people started caring about what Chicago would look like for their kids long after they're dead, what New York would look like long after they're mm-hmm. dead, what Los Angeles would look like environmentally, you know, if they thought about their kids. Like to me, that would definitely be a great way to both change the spiritual, but also the material problems in this world. So that would be my my little teaser for the spiritual problems that exist in this country. I think that's very, very well said. Uh, yeah. Made me feel like I want to go out and talk to some fucking people, my neighbors and shit. I think you should. The, the only problem we live in a though, low trust society. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially with COVID, yeah. The, I think the only problem is that, like, I don't know. I think a lot of this, like, 
I don't think you can just like will a lot of that into existence again. I think like, I think capital has come in. I think it's hollowed us out and it's commodified so much of just being a human being. And I think that we need to fight back and decommodify that stuff. Like we need to, we need to be able to like take down the profit incentive to be able to put your grandma into a nursing home instead of taking care of her with your family like you fucking should or take away, you know, the jobs that keep you away from your family. Family for, you know, if you're working two 40 hour jobs a week, making minimum wage so that you can uh, just put food on the table and you're leaving them to fall into the cracks of being raised entirely by their school teachers or being raised entirely by, daycare uh, you workers. know, daycare workers or whatever that have also profit incentive, um, either just personally or as a class to do so. It's there. I think there we have to be able to have a two pronged attach on attack on it. Um with material answers for it as a way to foster that spiritual renaissance. Um, But at the same time, you can't really, you got to get enough people on the same page to push for that in the first place. And a lot of the way that you can do that is by bringing people together, um, being active in your community to do so. So it's like, it's it's a, it's a two pronged approach there. I, I think that trying to stress one too much over the other um no i agree with you that you need a balance and i maybe this is where we'll disagree maybe on like the political stance on it all like for me i think that a lot of the hyper individualization and the atomization yeah capital is a problem with that but i think what really spurs it on is a lot of the enlightenment ideals that come from the the, the tenets of liberalism that's where you sort of get the neo-reactionary approach it's like mm-hmm. that's that's where you where you, you see a lot of the causes because it's just like mm-hmm. there's no such thing as this neutral institution we know that we've seen that obviously there's no impart there's no equal treatment under the law there's no you know you've got to focus on whoever's in power will most likely exploit you and despite the fact that you're supposed to have recourse it, it doesn't exist so what happens is that we have a system uh, particularly like liberal democracy in the united states where like power is so diffused mm-hmm. that we've gotten you know companies like amazon so fucking powerful that we've got these booths where people are supposed to be happy for 10 minutes while they're working in their wish fulfillment centers which i really think is just going to turn into that futurama thing of a suicide booth yeah like i this is where i'll agree with the materialist lens and this is where i agree with like a lot of like more like left-leaning people or it's like yeah like no sane country would let amazon or google or any of these companies be that fucking powerful <laughs> like they would be like jeff bezos would have been hung a long time ago and <laughs> in minecraft in, in, in minecraft, minecraft of these like liberalism want to happen in minecraft with the ender dragon this like government structural and organization and like liberalism as an operating methodology though is a vehicle for capital um, and for capital accumulation. And See, yeah, that's why yeah. like that's why it exists in the first place. And that's why it's ripping apart everything that you love. I think this is where that distinction is. It's, it's really interesting, that nuance. But the, it's it's like the idea of is 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 capital using liberalism as the means, this the medium to 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 do this, to hollow things out, or is the liberalism using capitalism as the medium i think that's where that's where it's kind of no i agree with you though that's where it's really interesting because that's where you'll see people like some of the national populist conservative types kind of talk about more increased regulation but this is where you'll hear like Aaron and i sort of like quasi fed post on twitter where it's just like yeah we'll take out that gk chesterton quote where it's like not it's a a shame that not enough politicians are hung these days in minecraft (laughs) or that you know no sane country would allow amazon to have that much power it would have been nationalized a long time ago like you'll find like a a lot of us like from the neo-reactionary side right there's this sort of like libertarian to nrx pipeline and so like we, mm-hmm. we kind of have a lot of adherence for like the libertarian side of economics like i think it's important to improve productivity but the thing that makes it more right-wing for us is that like you can't just like you cannot worship capital that's the mm-hmm. biggest problem that the right has made and this is where i'll agree with apex that both the left and the right mm-hmm. are these battered wives of capitalism mm-hmm. and to me the way that you do it, and I, I put a video out about this is not the hill to die on, where I was just sort of bitching about the whole um, Brandy, whatever her Brandy love thing, the whole porn star at the TPUSA conference. And, but the one I, I put out these three principles, like if the right ever wants to survive, it cannot worship line go up politics. It, you got to stop doing it. To quote my favorite boomer of all time, the guy from Swindon, you know, Sargon, fuck the GDP. 
I don't think that that matters as much. I really don't think it does. And this yeah, is why I find good. people like Matty Glacius to be so fucking insufferable because they're like, oh, well, in the United States, we've got, you know, like ice making machines and air conditioners. And it's like, yeah, but no one has $500 to cover yeah. a flat tire in the United States, whereas <laughs> you do in fucking Hungary. Like, oh, my God, <laughs> like you don't fucking get it. He was like, but I've got my breakfast tacos. And it's like you're viewing immigration through the lens of like food trucks and like cultural centers. Like this is disgusting and dehumanizing. Like. It, no. and, and to yeah. me this is where i definitely agree with a lot of people on the left like you can't just have a singular viewpoint it can't be all material and it can't be all spiritual you need both Based. yeah i think I, dialectic yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i mean i think that's one of the most white pilling things recently is seeing like the right sort of leave the free market libertarian thing and, and like you know incorporate the material thing that's that's definitely the one thing I, I feel very hopeful about or is, mm-hmm. is very like encouraging. For well, I think me, it's because the right realized that like 60 years of the fusionist approach right. fucked us. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, but regarding like the spiritual uh, uh, thing, like, I mean, yeah, it, it's something that uh, it's sad that you, you, you can't really talk about it, you know, because people view it as like a. It's like a, a like oh it's like corny or to be genuine about it or bring it up you know what I mean it's like you know what I mean like people have that attitude about it of like oh but this is really what it is they want people to be like hollowed out husks mm-hmm. where it's like you know oh the world's gonna be flooded any you know by the time I have a kid anyway so what's yep. the point and you know I might as well just indulge in all my oh they do that with yeah. climate change all the time they're like have yeah. less kids don't have children they're terrible for the environment yeah and if you believe that if you really believe like oh yeah the, the world's gonna be gone by then anyways what's the point like my kids are gonna be racist because you feel like there'd white. be more left-wing school shooters then <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean I, I think I think I think what they want is like yeah they they want and, you know, if, if you've been in this mindset, you understand it is like if, when you get very like hedonistic and like, you know, nihilistic and all that, like it's it's you're the perfect consumer because mm-hmm. all these little like bug uh, bugmen like features that they give you. That's the only thing that really fills you. Mm-hmm. And like you're you're, mm-hmm. you're 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 an addict. You're more of an addict for it and you need it more because what else is there? And you've already yeah. kind of resigned everything else. So it's it's, it's important to talk about. It's it's and I feel like people are, are scared to talk about it because, it's, you know, they don't want to seem genuine about it. But it's important. Not to it's mention so also like the the cover that that provides for capital beyond like making you the perfect consumer to further reify it. You're also like it creates this entire like it unroots you from your history. It unroots you from your physical reality. And then it unroots you from any type of collective shared vision for the future. So what you are is you're left there just completely floating there. And they can just say, oh, actually, down is up now. Um, and the right, history, right, the right. past was actually this. Uh, and there is no future, but you can make it this by doing something that's absolutely not going to do that yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so what they can do is they can keep doing that by keeping you like a fucking like deer in the headlights. Like you don't, you're, you're overrun on fear. You're worried. You're confused because you don't know how you got there. Right. You're stuck in liberalism right. where you can't see history and events around you as connected and all coming through in one continuous motion. But instead, you see everything as just an individual act that has nothing to do with what came before it, nothing to do with what's going to come after it, and just some random shit that just happened to you uh, just because. And so when they do that, no one has any ability to actually point the fingers at uh, well, these are the people that are actually doing these things. Uh, and they did this one thing four years ago, and then it led to this thing like three years ago, right. and then this thing last year, which is now where we're at here today. Um, because they keep you just completely unmoored from all that. And while you're doing that, you're also consuming all your products. You're also, you know, buying the new green products that they've created out of fucking nowhere. Um, you're buying all these new things, and you're you're becoming the market actor they want you to be, while you're also just like, like obliviously letting them continue to do everything. Oh, I know. And the worst part about it all, right, is that it's just, it's so easy to memory hole things. Like how many people can really oh, have yeah. a, well, who can tell you what happened in like 2009, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like who has that kind of memory? It's the deluge. It, it, the deluge. And it's just a, like, we're going to throw as much crap at you. And I think a lot of that, ha- like th- this is where like the, the good old uncle, uncle Ted's cabin comes out where you should like, like, hmm, you know, the internet's kind of been a disaster for like the uh-huh. human like attention span and it's been very easy to atomize people because we've created these machines that allow you to act like a fucking skinner box and about like ooh, this one's a banger like three likes let's go and it like it prevents you from really act, engaging in collective action which is like but, that, but that's also like the curse right of trying to make a brand for yourself and like 
in, in sort of like the commentary world because you have to put out bangers and this is where like yeah, i'm in a group yeah, chat with like Arn, and i know that he'll probably hear this one day because uh, you know for some reason where he's just gonna hear me like bitch about how jealous i get he's like look who's following me and it's like that's nice dude but please shut the fuck up i don't need to see that today i don't need my black <laughs> pill um but like but that's how we are right like we get this sort of self-commodification we become way hedonistic yep. we buy into the things that just were totally contradictory five minutes ago we've always been at war with east asia not oceania that's how it operates and it's just an absolute mess and i think that we've gotten to a point in a, in this liberal society where we have become so hyper you know individualized that anyone can exploit us for either capital or social reasons or um spiritual yep. reasons Absolutely. and that's why you have like these really weird racial commissars and like hr departments or that you've got you know mandatory vaccinations coming out of like the private sector quote unquote because i don't think there's a distinction between public and private anymore that's fucking gone um <laughs> but i mean on, on top of it all right like is that we've evolved from like the the risk principle from uh from Locke and or no the harm principle from Locke and it's essentially a society should operate in case of the likelihood that something will harm them right so like we don't so we have traffic laws that's why we have like red lights and stop signs right. and seat belts but it's evolved to a point now where we're seeing the logical conclusion of that where it's risk risk of being offended the risk of you know Getting grandma COVID. you know yeah risk of grandma being killed despite the fact that you're like fucking 50 miles away from grandma um and, and so we've evolved to a point in this sort of like we're, we've taken liberalism to its logical conclusion or at least it's like a logical extreme where it's like okay we've become so sort of padded down so hyper individualized there's no way to really form a society that's going to collectively operate it becomes very hard to have that you know problem of creating a national identity like we talked about earlier so it's an interesting divide where we see things either you know is it capital is it you know the the liberalism which one is exploiting which it's a very interesting chicken or the egg question i would yeah. love to revisit it in the future yeah that's the that's the thing when i when i talk to more nrx people like or write people like i realize like that is very it's a subtle it's a subtle nuance and you could almost argue it doesn't matter but i think it, i think it kind of matters but either way but yeah it's 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 something i really enjoy they, they both they, they both definitely take advantage of each other i, I think the the fun experiment right in, in some future fantasy world where we could do this would be like okay one side takes away liberalism one right. side takes away like capitalism and like let's see which one's the root cause that would be a fun experiment i don't think you'll ever get that but i no, mean no no it's um, definitely a feedback it, loop to, oh, to, d yeah. no, definitely. They both play off of each other. Yeah. Liberalism is just like, I don't know, it's, it's an evolution. Um, so I don't, I don't think mm. take away any of liberalism. Um, All right, well, let's, let's, let's not go and we'll, we'll save this for the, <laughs> next, for the next time we got Prudentials on because, uh, yeah, Slav, I got to hop off too. But, like, yo, thanks for coming on, man. This is, oh, no, I was really looking forward to it when you invited me. This was great. Yeah, this was, I think, I think. This was,